I mean, we've been living abroad for more than eight years now. So that's that that changes. A, I mean, that changes you a lot, I think. But I mean, uh, we're not that representative either of what Spain is like. I mean, like how the Spaniards are and how Spaniards uh, deal with life and things. Well, that's probably why you left or has something to do with why you left. Well, that's that's a complicated question. Actually, I don't really know because I think that really mm, it, it it's a transformation that took place just when I was abroad, but also probably there was some kind of curiosity for something that wasn't that, that I couldn't get in Spain uh, when I was living there. And well, it it, it is still present. I mean, I don't want to go back. <laughs> are, you, now. are you? Are you? You're never going to go back. Well, I, I don't know. I have no idea. But I mean. Well, at the moment, for sure, it's impossible. It's just uh, out of the question. I, I wouldn't know where to start if I if I went back to Spain. I mean, and 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 now it's just the crisis and all this thing. I feel you know I feel things. the same way about New York actually. That when I went back to when I went back to New York, I was like, okay, I have lots of friends. I have lots of friends there. But as far as like professionally, how I would get stuff done, what I would want to do, and as far as like building a niche and also being able to live there as a composer i just don't think it's possible i mean i just don't think i can yeah that that's that's pretty much the same um i would say it's the same in spain and uh, well i i i get some music played from time to time in in my country but that doesn't mean that i that i'm networking or you know i don't know anyone i mean i'm i'm kind of out of the country and and it's 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 a country that it's very Mafia-like, I would say, in the sense that everyone knows each other, and you know there are these little games of power, and uh, everyone is in control of a certain parcel, a certain institution, whatever. So it's not really. I, I'm not. I'm not into that kind of uh, games of power. I don't. I don't. I don't give a damn about that. <laughs> so then, obviously, I'm. 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 I'm totally out of the system. Yeah, I mean, that maybe that's not a bad thing, you know. But it's like that here, kind, in a, you know, in a way. I it mean, is exactly people, the same. It's, you know, yeah. I mean, that's you're you're basically describing human behavior. I, I mean, I, well, I, I mean, ba- so. I mean, it's just like kind of like basic human behaviors. That's how institutions form and calcify, and that's what uh, I, I, th- I that's think so. But like, work. for example, here in Germany, I don't know why, but I don't notice that so much. Probably because I don't know the system that well. No, I mean, I actually, you know what I mean. I'm, it, I'm a bit more ignorant about it. So then I I get I get less. Um, I mean, I, I let's get into it or something. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't what, know. What's, what, you know what? I mean, I figured out this thing when I went to New York, actually, is that since, since I know the New York scene so well, I mean, literally personal relationships with most of it. That's not, a, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. not professional relationships, but just like I, I know, I know the landscape so well. So I can, you know, I can sense and pick up animosity towards people. You, you know, I can, you know, I can sense if there's like a beef between like who's not going to whose concerts or something or something like that it's just such an insular scene that i'm available with that i'm like oh thank god berlin is not this way but the truth is berlin probably is that way except that except that i'm just not a, such a close participant in it so for me everything is like has a good attitude just because i'm not included but that, i think know? that i think that's fine i mean i think that i i rather stay in this kind of limbo and in this kind of place that I don't know that I don't really know how it works in terms of connections and stuff like that than going to a place in which you have to sort of position yourself all the time. Yeah. 
which yeah. is painful. I mean, it's something, uh, you know, that, that I don't know how you can do that as, that as a composer. I mean, it's just like 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 making little statements all the time, and I find that that's that's awful. And people fucking tweet now. It's yeah, like they tweet their opinions, <laughs> and other composers. It's like you know, you don't need to tweet. I don't need to. You don't need to know. I mean, yeah, yeah. A bunch of composers I know tweet now, and they have, and they well, have, I must uh, say... uh, and they have fucking uh, um, uh, like management, like publicists and stuff, and they're like, you need to be on Twitter and keep on continuing really? to put I mean, yourself out there. I do, I do have a blog though, but I, I, for me, it's more like 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 sending a flare or a signal into a, you know, open space somehow, and then if someone likes it and responds, that's great. But I just do it for myself because it helps me organize my thinking and uh, yeah yeah and but it's a di- i think it's a different uh, approach to yeah i i think blogs are a little bit more healthy than like just sure. had a great rehearsal big shout out to the blah 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 no, i mean it's like I, or... I never i never talk really about rehearsals actually i mean i talk about books or music or cooking i mean I, things which are not um particularly related to the act of of being successful you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, but I do because it helps helps me organize my thinking and it gives me ideas when I when I write about music about when I write about other things, and then sometimes you get people that are interested and then you get to know people through your blog, which is something interesting. Great, yeah. But I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to exteriorize this kind of I'm not I'm not I'm not doing that for self marketing. It's almost super cynical to like. It is super, it is incredibly cynical to like to put your put your opinions out there because yeah for it's mar- like for, mar- for marketing I, reasons. Yeah, I was for example I was really shocked in this Gaudiamus uh, Music Week because you've got composers that go there as composers and some other people that go there as businessmen and you know they they have their their business cards and were other like, things well, let's talk about like, let's talk about Ghana almost. what was your what really. was your experience like there were were do do you literally well, mean that they were composers who were there participating in the festival that were acting like businessmen i think so yeah what um, um but which is on the other hand very understandable and common i mean it's not it's not something that i wouldn't expect well you know but you I, are kind of filled, i mean you have to make it you know i mean you you're trying to, to make do a context, thing as a composer yeah. and you're like i have to somehow make this make this work and that can cause, you know, that causes you to be like, I, I need to do everything I can to be able to make this work. And and for some people, that means, you know, buying business cards, you know, exactly. because they want to be professional. So they have to act like a professional. Exactly. But that's I think that's that's the tragedy in a way. Like, oh, no, it fake, sucks. Yeah, it sucks. This, this, it's this this kind of fake profession professionalism. Um. I mean, it's it's the makeup of pro- professionalism which is being sold. Um, I mean, and even like the word professionalism is a, is a complicated term sometimes. I find because um, I mean, it's 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 a bit dogmatic too. I find, but I mean, coming back to Gaudiamus, I think I mean, it, it's just one more festival, and you, you get this kind of well, like, like, young composers who just try to be successful, and that's something which is it's very relative i mean and it's very fragile as well i mean like this you mean their success yeah like, like the term success i mean what what does it mean to be successful as a composer um it's just like being on the market for a couple of years or just doing something which is a bit more 
introspective and 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 that has a kind of um duration you know what i mean that has a kind of um value in itself so that it can actually halt to to an artistic statement i would say well i think i think uh most people want to have both i think it comes down to being some sense of commercial success which means that at at the very least people and by that i mean people in the community know mm-hmm. you know know who you want and respect you and and then also have enough uh you know maybe have enough commission money coming in to uh be able to do that full time you know that is that is fully understandable i just well i, I i'm a bit um skeptical about these kind of festivals for many reasons in the sense that i don't think that i'm a bit tired of this um gigantic fruit salads you know where you've got completely different people doing completely different things which sometimes is interesting because you find interesting people but it's usually uh, an aesthetic failure in the sense that the concerts are a failure most of the time they don't make any sense to the uh, no like like uh, nothing 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 makes any sense to anyone not even to the composers (laughs) did you um what did you think of do you think that's what Gadiamos was? It didn't make any sense this this time around, or well, it makes it makes it makes no no it make it makes sense individually. I mean, like I'm not saying that the composers were bad. I mean, like I heard uh, some pieces which I liked very much, but mm-hmm. it's just like putting all these things in the same context. It's not um, very helpful. In the sense that I think like having concerts with com- completely different aesthetics. Kind of, and those aesthetics most of the time collide with each other. I mean, they don't, they don't work together. You know, I mean, it's the, the concerts don't work. It, it's just. Um, well, I I it's just I, I think that, the idea of Gadiamos is that you know everything is bound together with, through the interpreters' competition and the composers' competition. Yeah, which is a, I mean, it's it's of course, I mean, it's probably the only way to do it. But I'm I'm a bit skeptical about. Well, skeptical. I'm not that pleased to have. Or not that pleased anymore to have my music played in this kind of massive um, um, events where you've got so much stuff which is so different from each other, and I shouldn't find an environment or a context which which is a bit more closed in itself. Somehow, I found, for example, in my concert, I found that the the pieces didn't and it didn't make sense to put all those pieces together. To be honest, I mean, it kind of didn't make sense to me. What was, I mean, on, aesthetically. what was on your concert? It was you? It was Joshi's piece, and Yoshi. then this Japanese piece, I don't, I don't remember the name of this composer, and then this Turkish Turkish composer, whose name I forgot. And, well, I mean, that's that's okay, but it's always very random, like how this music is put together, and I mean, in most of the cases, I think that I mean, of course, all this com- conversation of, about the frame and stuff like that, it, it can be really cliche, but also I think it is important to take that into account as well. I mean, I think like the pieces didn't work well in the co- in, in, in that context. I mean, they, they, they were a bit like, like, like just um, casual, you know, like, like. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if anything is going on through people's heads is that. For audience members, I think what they're thinking is that everybody knows it's a competition, you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's not, you know, a a shitty idea to have, like, who, you know, whose art was better. That's a ridiculous 
No, I mean, that's a ridiculous, you know, thought and idea. But that's what I think was binding at least your concert together, because there were so many people on that concert that were in the uh, uh, were also in the competition. I, I used to be really kind of against the idea of a competition, just be just because. I mean, for I think for obvious reasons, you know, in, in oh, yeah. music. <laughs> but at least it makes people think about their aesthetic preferences a little bit more. It's like since since they since they know it's a competition in their heads, I think it forces them to instead of being like I don't it, it I don't get it, you know, it forces mm-hmm. them to uh, form form an opinion about what's happening. Yeah, that 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 that, that is definitely true. And especially Unless... if you have something of like a wide aesthetic, then. Mm-hmm. That that and is it true. Opens up bigger questions yeah. for them. That is true, unless the audience is constituted mainly of, by, is constituted by composers. Because uh, I always find that's really funny. Cause you think it was mostly composers in the audience for your? Uh... Yeah, I think so. God, yeah, that sucks. It, <laughs> that's a failure. It's in a, a way. failure. It's yeah, a failure because know, I think composers yeah. are always very opinionated. I mean, and you go with a certain and their opinions preference. Are, are, are always tainted by their own yeah, security. You, yeah, a, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you, you always have a preference, and there's no way you're gonna change it. I I usually don't get so much feedback from composers. I mean, I like most composers don't like my music, and I, I most composers don't like your music. Like yeah, most composers I know don't like my music, even friends of mine, <laughs> which is really, um, which is okay. But it's I think I always have like um, I feel more comfortable when I talk to people who are, who are actually doing things in cinema or who deal with theater stuff like that why because they understand like, my why things. Don't, why don't composers? Why do you think that is that they don't? I have, I have no, I have no idea. You've never I, I been like, why don't, why don't you like it? I mean, I sure. I mean, I, I, I got many different answers. I think like it, it has to do with um, first of all with a certain. I mean, many composers, at least composers that I know, are very academic in the sense that they they shape their musical opinions and their, their musical aesthetics. In um, in I, w- I would say in, in a close in a close aesthetic, you know, in a very determined aesthetics. Do you think, but like their own aesthetics or a predetermined? Aesthetic? A predetermined aesthetic. Yeah, okay, like like a, like like a, a kind of uh, like academic I'm put, thing. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm putting this sound through open music. It's going to give me some pitches, and then I'm going to orchestrate it. You are so right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that that de- I mean, yeah, that, that that determines your thinking. I mean, they would ne- they would never accept that. But that determines your thinking. I mean, like your technique determines your, th- your thinking sometimes, which is. Um, it, it you it, know it, it depends. It depends on what kind of person you are. If you're a reasonable, open-minded person, then I think that you should be able to separate what you're doing from what someone else is doing, and you know, and being a, and you know, hopefully, be able to qualify that. You know, that that's just the thinking of a reasonable, decent human being. You know? <laughs> well, that is true, but I mean, well, well, I, I call that thinking. Yeah. Because the opposite is basically not thinking. Yeah. You know. And that's what most people do. I mean, because they have so many uh, acquired patterns of behavior and patterns of, of, of how they compose, which is uh, almost scary. But I mean, on the other hand... As in, for example, in that in that concert, I liked Josh's piece, which was the winner, the the piece that won the competition. I thought I, that was a good, yeah, yeah. I thought I that mean, was that, a good piece, but yeah. at the same time, 
and this is not a criticism, that piece is really obvious in many levels. And uh, I mean, and I think the, the performance of that piece was good. As for my piece, the performance was really poor in the sense that all the fragility was lost and there were many techniques which were not actually played. I'm 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 talking about fragility now, fra- fra- the fragility of the performance. Did which you is think always... you, you think it wasn't a you think it wasn't a good performance of that no. Uh, piece? No, I find that like of my piece, I'm talking. I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, in yeah. In this case, yeah. but it's uh, it was really like it's a very sectional piece. But you you didn't have a sense of sections when I when I when I listened to the music, you didn't have a se- sense of sections, and then many of the techniques. Mm, were not played. I mean, many of the extended techniques, which are very delicate and very fragile. So that kind of destroyed the piece. That's that's strange because it's a, not the the piece isn't a. It's not a difficult piece, like technically, not not in a virtuosic sense. I no, no, think. no, it's, absolutely but, not. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, there's not notes everywhere. Maybe, maybe it's very kind of tricky to uh execute the things well so they sound the way they're supposed to sound well there's something about about balance in that piece which is really difficult i mean like like how how to keep the tension and and, and how to keep the lines there's always an underli- underlying line um from the very beginning till the end and it has to be present and it's sort of shifting um, among all the instruments and that wasn't. I, I didn't have the sense of linearity in the piece. You mean you mean like almost a clang fob and melody thing that's going out through the like. If, well, if, if it's if the if the lines constantly being passed between instruments. Then it's well, it's it's, it's, it's actually it's a, it? yeah it's it's a glissando actually that goes from the beginning yeah. to the end. Yeah. And I, that was lost. I mean because they were not, and because there were several mistakes. I mean I it's I I don't want to criticize the musicians because I mean we had. Very little rehearsal time. How much rehearsal? I, mean, I, this is, I it's only so had weird. one rehearsal, which is that's bullshit. That's that's really bad. That's really, really bad. they only had one. Did, but did, did did they rehearse it a they, lot? They they rehearsed before, but I mean, it is a piece that need, needs to be rehearsed in the hall because I mean the the setup is inverted. Yeah. So I mean, many things change acoustically, and uh, you know, it's, it's a, it, it makes a, a a whole difference, like to see the piece in a. With, with it, with the setup inverted or not. So you really have to to rehearse the piece in the in the hall and several times because otherwise, you cannot really balance the piece. I mean, you, you you're taking part in like a really famous international festival that you know only a handful of people. You think they'd give you more than a rehe- you know rehearsal? I guess budget cuts. Yeah, it has to. It it definitely has to do with budget budget cuts and also. Well, I mean, these ensembles are really busy as well. I mean, and of course, I mean, when when they're playing a a, a new commission by a, a big composer, they they rehearse it more. I mean, it's as simple as that. I I find also like um, there are ensembles who have something for for for, for the sound, you know, the the for the sound quality, and others who, like this one, which are very precise and very correct, but they don't have this. Uh, they don't go deep into the uh, clang world, I would say. You know what I mean? They don't have time. Well, they don't have time, but I mean, it's, it's also sensitivity. Yeah, yeah but it? to give them credit, I, I think the musicians do have that sense of 
or they they do have that sensitivity. Well, it, really, it really depends on what you are used to do. I mean, on how you play in. I really think that they're, you know, most professional new music musicians are smart enough and flexible enough to get into something. The problem is, is that what they do is so based on world premieres, hmm. like the newest of the new, that if that's their, you know, if, if that's their image, then they don't have time to sure place you know play something 10 times sure um and, and you thing, know, over the, the year yeah, or uh, go uh, on tour you know and played a dozen times and also it has to do with the fact that most of the music that is being premiered it's actually quite explicit in the sense that it's i mean it's music that it's 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 not fragile i mean that the sound world is not fragile it's music that doesn't break you know it's it's, it's a bit safer what do you mean? What, I think. I mean, if, give me give me exam give me example I mean, for example, of the, a piece that at the sound world isn't so delicate and fragile where they well, can just any, talk any, their way through it and it'll work. I would say like any basically any French piece that is produced at the moment is very explicit in how it sounds. I mean, like the sounds are. Oh, I see. It's not fig. It's not. It's not difficult to figure out what the composer wants. Exactly. You, I mean, like mean. I mean, let, if you take for example the case of Nono. Of Luigi Nono, I mean, there's so few. I mean, there are very few good recordings of Nono because his music is extremely fragile. In, I mean, the sound world is so fragile that it's actually quite difficult to to produce that music because you need like a hundred rehearsals just to play. I don't know a Carlos Carpa, whatever. Yeah. And and people don't have time for that. And I have the feeling that, for example, the same goes for Feldman sometimes. That it's difficult to. It, I mean, get. it has all the complexities, Feldman. But I mean, also like the the world of sound, the delicacy of the sound of, of the touch of the piano, or or the the you know whatever sound that comes out of the ensemble. It's a whole universe in itself, and ensembles usually don't have time for that. It's music which is not explicit in that level, and that lack of 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 uh, how to say ex- explicitness. It's 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 something that that most ensembles don't care. Another another thing, just to get much. back to the idea of what good curating is, is that you know even even if they even if the ensemble had a program that was extremely diverse, and each piece had its own you know complete sound world, and they had put in the time to understand the subtleties and perform everything how how it is. If all those things are on a concert, you're you're making an impossible demand on the audience, which is to be able to completely shift their thinking six times in an hour. Yeah, that, that, that's. I mean, that's. Uh, that's. Um, I know. I agree completely on that. I, yeah. I mean, but that's a bit of the problem of having this kind of uh, concerts in a way, because it, like, the pieces are kind of undermined in a way, because they don't match each other somehow. I mean, they they just. It's like jumping from one planet to another one, you know. <laughs> yeah, all, all, you know, all you can all you can do there. I, you know, I think I think what is with most people's cognition is that, you know, their judgment and opinion about what happens is whether or not that particular planet is legitimate, not the subtleties of the planet. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. They, they go, oh, that was I liked I like those two pieces, but that one was you know that one was you know bad. <laughs> where if it was maybe a concert of that thing that they rejected, they would be a little bit more convinced of it. And it's it's also 
you know, it has to do with the performance as well, but for example, my piece got really bad critics, which is okay. I mean, I don't really care. But who who gave who gave this bad? Who gave it bad? It was uh, uh, there was this critic in the Netherlands. I mean, I don't know him personally. I don't know. Exactly. Oh, it was written in a newspaper. Oh, yeah, he man. didn't he, he didn't even he didn't really get it. But I mean, that's fine. I mean, it's their job. It's like masturbation. I mean, they do that for fun. But I mean, <laughs> what uh, what did he, what, what, what did he say? I'm sorry. Well, you had to tell me. Well, what, you had to tell me what he said. I don't really remember how he formulated it, but it was like something like like nonsense patterns put together or something like that. Really? And but I in was like, like, in, like I a mean, bad, in a bad way. This yeah. was in a newspaper? I think it was a blog. But I mean, I mean, everyone has the right to have a legitimate opinion. I also have an, an opinion on contemporary music criticism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what irritates me sometimes in this kind of concerts is that people usually listen to the surface of things because that's safe and because that's easy. That's easy. I mean, if you take the concert, I think like, I really like Yoshi's piece, for example, because I think that piece has a content which is beyond the surface. I mean, yeah. and you, you, you hear that. I mean, like the forum has something which is interesting which is which is appealing which is different which is i don't know how to describe it but for example when i listened to the last piece which was the this japanese thing of uh, full of extended techniques and i think that's only surface and then i lack real content i mean i I don't need to think when i listen to that to that piece i mean it does it doesn't raise any question in the end it's like you it's 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 comforting. I mean, it's not giving you uh, a question mark. And then it's like, what was that? I mean, why did that happen? Or what, 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 what was different in this piece? It's just, it's just like an array of, of possibilities which is mixed. But it doesn't go further. But most people like that because they're not confront, confronted with something which is... I'm not saying it's totally different, but it's like a bit more... Like putting you in a in in a slightly different context somehow. That's that's a bit of my impression. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I th- uh, you know I think most people want to have want to have both. You need to come up with things that are so immediately visceral that you have to convince them to come in the room in the first place. Which means you have to have something immediate there that I think engages them and sucks them in. And then once they're there, then you can fuck with them a little bit. Well, not a little bit, but, but completely, if you can. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, as far I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's, you know, I think that's the whole point. It, I mean, you know, as for, you know, if if you're good at your job, if you're a good composer, then you'll be able to do crazy things without having them disengage. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like talking about these sur- the, the, the surface of things, which is a very interesting topic. I mean, it's like your music can be about a surface as well. I mean, but then your surface has to be so good. That is the thing itself. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the, ha- happens to me when I listen to Sharina, for example. No, oh, yeah, definitely. Although, I mean, I mean he's, he's got like, more things in the music. I mean, there's some formal thinking and stuff, which is also complex. But I think his music stays in this surfa- uh, superficial level. But it's so good at the same time that it's, it's, it's the, thing, the thing itself. I mean, yeah. that's the music. And that's, that's perfect. But when it's not like that, I f- find that someone is cheating somehow you know <laughs> I, maybe, maybe you know i mean you could say cheating but 
or trying or something. Trying, or, I, mean, I would say, tr- you know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I, it's, I, 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 I sound a bit trying. too arrogant. I, I, yeah. I sound a bit too arrogant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not like it's not like they like sat down. They were like, you know what? I'm gonna, you know, mm. fuck it. I'm just gonna cheat. You know, I'm sure. just gonna do this stuff that I know that works, that people will listen to and mm. immediately understand it as legitimate. Uh, you know, contemporary music. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I I get a bit irritated though by just. I mean, you've got so many pieces with just like this um, collection of of extended techniques. I get a bit irritated by that because it's like having this dictionary, or having this uh, list of tools, and then you're just sort of adding the tools once over and over again, and and then you you're getting this kind of uh, puzzle. Which is not well. I, I I I mean I hear that a lot. I don't know. That happens to me a, a lot when I go to concerts. I there are a lot of Japanese yeah. composers <laughs> who do that. I don't yeah, know why. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Chinese um, composers, like, because they assume that that's what they have to do. You know, I actually think there's another uh, there's another underlying structural problem in contemporary music that causes that is that. You know, the idea of experimentation is something that is said to be embraced in new music, in, mm. in, in, in what we do, is that new combinations of instruments, new, ty- new techniques blended into one another. The, you know, the, the idea of coming up uh, with an experiment and then getting something original is something that is talked about and, in, and encouraged in what we do. But it actually happens a lot less than people think it does. Because we don't have so many performance opportunities to get stuff done, mm-hmm. which means the amount of actual, exp- like literally taking something into a quote lab and trying something out and seeing if it, it seeing if it works or if it doesn't work, doesn't happen much at all. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're you're thinking about a situation where a group asks for a piece, you write them a piece they you know you know they start rehearsing it two weeks before the performance at that point it's hard to change stuff and it's you know it's true more difficult but i to mean you, you can always sort of insert a, a kind of a poetic statement even if you use whichever um, extended technique i mean something which is it's a bit that the, the whole thing holds thing together things together i mean it doesn't need to be i mean they're doing something with the space something with I don't know, so like some element that defines your piece instead of just having a random collection of, of, of I think of I, items. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to bring it back to this because I think every everybody wants to everybody wants to do that, and that's everybody's goal set is to kind of make an, make your own personal statement. But in order for you to know what it is, um, in order for you to know yourself and what you like as a composer. You know, you need to be able to um, just listen to your stuff more, and mm-hmm. then you can, and that's and I think that's how you figure it out about what you like and what you don't like, and what fails and what doesn't fail, and that and you don't have a lot of opportunities as a composer to do that. Maybe if you're lucky, you have six premieres a year. Now, if well, you're, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, 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 so I mean, you know, yeah. that, that that's that's what I mean, like lucky. You know. Yeah, I know. I know. So let's let's say what what is the average four. Four premieres a year. You write four new pieces a Three, year. Three, four. I was saying. Yeah. yeah. Now, let's say that you have this idea about what you want to do, the statement you want to make, but there's no way you could possibly know how to technically execute it. Are you going to kind of use what you know, what works? 
Well, that's... or are you going to are you going to experiment and then run the risk of having three out of four pieces completely suck because you tried to because <laughs> you tried to that, uh, tried that, to do something yeah, that, that failed? That really that really depends. I mean, as in my case, I try every single thing I do before I write a piece. And that's why I, I, I write so many solo pieces because I, it's 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 an easier way of doing what How I do want. You try, but what, what what do you mean you try? Do you mean you work with the yeah I, I, the I, yeah exactly yeah. I, I yeah. work with the player, which it gives him much more satisfaction than just doing like writing something for an ensemble that I could possibly not access. You know what I mean? Like for example, I wrote this piece for the percussionist in The Hague, and it was a wonderful experience because I could try. I could try out everything I wanted with them. So I could play um, the percussion instruments or even invent new percussion instruments and try those things out before I even started to, to, to write the piece. But if you're doing something with an ensemble, how, 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 much, you know, no, how but, much liberty do you have with... Well, uh, with no, that then you have to, then you have to uh, look for other kinds of liberty, liberties. I mean, because you, I mean, you already know what works or doesn't work, more or less, for an ensemble. Then it's more like a question of aesthetics in the end, in that sense. I mean, but you don't know. But I mean, you, but you don't really kind of know what works and what doesn't work. I mean, if well, you, you know, it depends. If you that's have, called experience, you know, I guess. I think that's what I'm boiling it down to is that there's a lot of those pieces seem like dictionary pieces, is because they don't get much opportunity for experience with ensemble work, at least. Hmm. So they either can say, I'm going to do some crazy stuff that I don't know what's going to work. And it could possibly be a fucking shit piece like on a concert because a lot <laughs> of it's going to just straight up fail. Or I could study these scores and I'll listen to the recordings and I know what's going to and, you know, and do a piece that I know exactly how it's going to sound because those yeah. words in the dictionary are there for me. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I have nothing against dictionaries and I'm, I'm like... I, I copied a lot of techniques from many other composers. I mean, that's fine, but it's more like thinking about how how to put those techniques or those things in a in a context which is yours. Like it could deal with the form, or it could, it could could deal with the space, or whatever. I mean, something that you just have to determine, I guess. I mean, but as yeah, I agree with you that this thing of having of, of having very few performances, especially when you are starting to be a composer, it's it's a reality. I mean, it's something that yeah. it's there, and what can what can we do about it? I've always bring it back to like stand up comedians have the best way of refining their material, which is they get up on stage hmm. like five six days a week, you know, and they do ten minutes five six days a week for a year and a half. Then at the end of that, they have an hour of material but it's so perfectly well timed and defined and formed you know not because they imagine what it is in their head i'm sure there there's a lot of that going on but they're also kind of bouncing it into you know they're they're just kind of throwing it out there into reality you know yeah and for them it's also really easy because the audience either you know doesn't laugh or it laughs (laughs) so so they just have like an amazing kind of experience and way of getting feedback Mm -hmm. that we don't which lets them refine their, you know, you know, refine the timing and material of what, you know, of what they're doing in ways that, in ways that yeah. we can't. Yeah, that is definitely true. And um, how do we get that? You know, where I mean, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be amazing if, like, 
you have to write a half an hour piece for this ensemble. But five, six days a week, it would be like a five minute performance of a chunk of it. <laughs> and then like, you know, you'd go in and something completely, completely does not work. And um, you have the next night to rewrite, you know, then you rewrite it that day and you give it to them that night and then they perform it again. They yeah. do it over and over again and over and over again. And not only that, but the ensemble is also getting you might experience get a, playing you, the piece. Yeah. You might get a bit neurotic, though, <laughs> by doing that. That's fine, though. I mean, you know, that's... Yeah, um, sure. I mean, it's... Um, the thing of being a composer is that it's, it's that it's so fixed in a way. I mean, like, we are not flexible at all. Just like, well, I mean, just look at actors or cinema. I mean, things are so lively. I mean, they just change things on the spot all the time. That's what I mean. You should, I should, you should also be able to, ch why can't we change things on the spot? Sure. I mean, like, I don't know, but that, that's been made. I mean, like, if you look at Nono's scores for, scores, for example, I mean, like, there are so many corrections which were made on the spot. It's like, okay, these two bars are out of the piece and... I mean, like things which are not. I think there, there's this idea of, and this this um, this very perverted idea of professionalism in contemporary music. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm. Which I is don't, I don't know. Which know is what I'm doing. really awful. Yeah. Because I mean, you're supposed to do things which are infallible, like things that that should shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, they should be perfect. They should be um, unchangeable. They should be just. You know, I mean. There's no flexibility you know, the, the, whatsoever. The, the, in that the, sense. I, the idea is that you're. I, I think people have the idea of the you know the composer and the, this you know false idea of genius about what we do, or like Absolutely. I mean that's what you aim for. It's like you're 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 aiming for the best of the best, which is to make this perfect thing. Where if you even remove one little cog, then the whole thing falls apart. Or it's like no, it has to be this multiphonic because it fits into this way structurally, and I and I've taken everything into account beforehand. So now that you're rehearsing it, you just have to find a way to, you know, you just mm. have to find a way to do it. And of course, there's a way because I've thought about that, too, you know, and uh, the idea of sorry, you know, maybe, you know, let's take out this section or um, or oh, God, that sounds shitty. Take that down an octave is like or let's slow. Let's let's cut the tempo in half. You know, yeah, it's it's, they, 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 it's that that's on that's unprofessional. But mm. that's just the composer dealing with reality. It would, dealing with a reality which it's just been shaped like that because like if you take any other artistic discipline it never works like that I mean in cinema for example I mean it never works like that I mean yeah. if you take someone like Fellini I mean he didn't even have a script he just went to shoot movies and he improvised whatever he wanted to do Fellini didn't have a script? well most of the time well, he had a guideline but he never had a de defined script so he I mean that's why his cinema is so fantastic he was collecting scenes in a way he hasn't got this narrative this narrativity unless you take the I mean the first movies do but like I'm t talking about like the movies he was doing from the 70s onwards but you mean like Roma or something Rome like that Rome yeah. or of Amarcord or okay I mean he no, never that makes, that makes a little bit more that, sense that, that makes sense yeah, I mean that yeah. makes complete sense and I sometimes I, I wish I could do that as a composer I mean like just like Well, that's that's a bit what Vares used to do as well. I mean, he had this collection of collections of elements, and he would just recombine them in the way he felt that was right. But he never had like this, like pre-formal uh, sense of this 
this sense of professionalism that was required, you know what I mean? I think that's, I mean, historically, this idea of professionalism, it's been established in the 19th century and it's still with us, but it's yeah. not really... Well, it's it's the cult of genius, you know? Sure, it's, I mean, it, it's sort of uh, very individualistic. You know, this, the idea that, you know, the, the composer is supposed to have this, un, you know, unquestionable uh, position and idea. Yeah, there's this thing also about trying to justify things. I mean, this need for justification, which is very sick sometimes. Like, I mean, whenever I go to these lectures of people working with open music and stuff like that, I mean, they feel the urge of justifying everything they do in in a very positivistic way. I mean, they just sit there and they just have to... I mean, whatever you pinpoint on those scores, it needs to have a reason to be there. And for, I mean, in my case, for example, I... It's like fifty percent of my scores. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why I did something. Well, I don't know why I wrote that note. I don't know what that's for. But it's you know, I can't I can't justify like fifty percent of the things I do yeah, or I even mean, more. So it's I really mean, that's you know that uh, you know I mean that's fine except for the fact that your patronage has to be some institution. And, but and, that's the you know, whole and, point. And, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, and you know, just the way universities are set up, you have to give, you know, you have to give lectures. So it's easier to stand up there and say, "I did this because of blah 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 blah," and fill up an hour like that instead of saying, "You know what, fifty percent? I don't know what I'm doing." You know. Oh, well, that, but that, that's the point. It's like people try. I mean, sometimes it's like a bit of, of a makeup. I find like they, they just they just need to hide behind this mask because they have to justify what they do even if you don't, they don't want to. I find that re- re- very problematic most of the times. I mean, I, I'm quite boring and predictable too. But of course, I agree that it has to do with ac- ac- academicism. And well, I, it's, it's almost as scary. I mean, whenever I go to a contemporary music festival, I all, there, there are always these uh, Columbia composers or you know people who actually studied in, in France or the IRCAM composers, and they just need to... Even if they're they're not asked to do it, but they need to justify what they do. I mean, they, it's 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 like it's like you have no choice. <laughs> I mean, no, I it's, it's yeah. Really, I mean, I I find it's 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 hard to. St- I mean, I would I wouldn't be able to stand that as a composer. As far as like saying it, that's specifically a French thing or even like a Columbia thing. It, it, it depends. It's you know it depend mm. it depends on who you meet because I know a lot of people that went to that school or studied in France that don't do that at, that don't do that at all, and for them it's more of a like you know it's more of a pragmatic way of finding a patronage. Um, uh, to go to these institutions, but in re- you know, and you know, they know how to talk about that stuff. But in reality, they're just going for what they, you know, they they're just going for well, that, what that, they want. They might get, that, that might might be the case. I just get really tired of these kind of discourses, which are completely empty most of the times. People talking about again about the surface of things, but this is a technical surface, and I'm not really into that. I mean, I, I like people talking about music. Or other things, but not about a kind of self-imposed technicality, which is not, which I don't care. <laughs> I mean, and I find that's at least seventy percent of all the lectures about contemporary music that you you can actually attend. Well, they display this kind of behavior in that sense. I mean, just people trying to justify what they do 
by means of talking about technicalities, which is like saying nothing in the end most mm -hmm. of the time. Well, I mean, what would you do? You've done these things before. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm a pre pretty la lousy and disorganized um, guy when when it comes to talk about my music. But I always try to make connections with things which are direct, direct, directly or not directly present in my music. That might be anything. That might be books. That might be films. That might be cooking. That might be anything. And then, of course, I mean. That's also a musical part. I mean, I, I talk about music. I talk about things that I can actually talk about in my Begin music. Yeah, but getting <laughs> you know down I mean? to the nitty-gritty of I, this is why I chose these notes is not something that um, uh, you do when you're composing or, well, you, most of or the, most of nor the talk about. Mm. Well, most of the times, I mean, that's of course, that has to do with how you compose and which elements you... I mean, you actually pre-plan or not? I mean, it's it's a bit of a complicated issue. But I mean, sometimes I do when I've got something to tell about it. Sometimes I don't because sometimes I just write music that I cannot just I cannot really justify. I just do it by intuition or whatever. And some of the tests I'm do I don't. And I, then I use those resources in my lectures too. I mean, I'm not scared of being unreliable in the sense that I I cannot really justify what i do sometimes you know <laughs> do you like giving lectures i hate it but i mean it's it's also part of i think it's part of my job as well i mean even if i'm not a good i mean i'm, I'm not really talented talented in that sense but i think it's it's important to communicate what you want to communicate so that your music gets uh received in such a way i mean it de determines a bit how your music is perceived like i think like many people are actually quite scared of talking about, uh, talking about music itself, I mean, like, like elements which actually matter to understand a piece. So that's why they use so many um, technical terms and technical technicalities because they actually can avoid uh, the the difficult part, which is actually talking about what that piece is about. You know, it's asking them, you know, the deeper meaning of something or describing the mechanics of. It's it's always easier to describe the mechanics of something because they're concrete and you know quantifiable mm. um, and you know easy to you know easy to point to. Yeah, and some people also get really not insecure, but they're they're they they they're not confident. I mean, because I mean, maybe someone wants to do a piece about elephants, but they would never talk about elephants. They would talk about whatever open music, and. Uh, you know, it's 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 like they they're embarrassed of what they do in a way of the actual core of the piece, and I I so? very you much think prefer embarrassed about the core. Uh, uh, I, I, well, not always, obviously, but I mean, there are some cases, and I, I I rather hear that a piece is about elephants rather than just listening to someone, to, you know, telling me that he's using this chord and and manipulating it with open music and blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a, it, <laughs> you know what it's, I mean? It, it's, it's, just it's also when you talk tech, when you talk about those technical terms, it's, it's almost in a way like, what are you supposed to take away from that? You're not going to listen to it and be like, oh, I'm going to write music like that now. I'm going to use that methodology to do it. It's, it's, almost, it's almost useless for me to mm. uh, hear about a specific technical way that some this one person is using uh, open music. Maybe if you fall in love with the surface of the of, of the sound, then it's important to know how it's how that's technically executed. But other than that, there's almost nothing to mm. take away from 
it's I mean for me like I remember once I went to this lecture of Charino and he was talking about anything but music I mean he was talking about Leonardo and he was talking about paintings and literature and it it all made made sense I mean then when I listened to there was this premiere announcement I forgot the name of the piece but it, it all made sense to me because that was his universe and that that was like all the components all all the like like the little um uh intellectual components that were were, were actually inspiring that piece and that made total sense to me and i don't know how he made that piece but on the other hand he clarified what he wanted to do so it was it was really interesting it was a lecture about his piece in which he didn't talk about music at all. I think his music did. I mean, what's great about it is that it, you know, there's definitely really big, significant metaphors that are connecting whatever he's talking about to the actual yeah. to, to the actual music. There's a but, poetic but, level. But, there, but as yeah. far as like this kind of boring technical metaphor, which is like I did it about you know X Y Z, and because of that, I structured these notes in these way mm. in this way. That technical connection between the i you know the idea and the music itself is not there in Chirino's music he's just kind of intuitively feels True, the you know, uh, yeah. you know the metaphor which works more on a you know on a cognitive level that actually i think it works better than actually having something that's so technically tied to how absolutely know, the two things that yeah. it actually gets lost in the translation the, on the other hand i mean i if someone's music is really about technical stuff i don't mind you know uh, listening to the technical details uh, for, that's for example the case of brian fernie how many times i mean and he just talks about technique and that's fine because his music is largely about that and i don't i don't think there's this disconnection between what he wants to say and how the music music sounds i mean i'm not a big lover of his music but i mean even though it makes complete sense to me but i i i just have this um general sense that sometimes these technicalities are used to cover the actual core of what you do and that mm, that actually i dislike very much i don't want to make you say this but do do you think it's laziness do you think that's also well, uh, kind of intellectually lazy just to be a, just to go no for i think it's it's, it's 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 i mean maybe may- i think it's just a lack of well, honesty, I don't know. It's 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 like I don't mean trying to hide yourself. And, it's, I, it's 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 kind of embarrassment in a way. Yeah, I mean, when I say laziness, I don't mean laziness in in the sense that I didn't do anything for six months and now I have to put a piece together in two weeks. Uh, it's you know, it's more of um, finding a reason outside of just a of just a, a technique that you know that's going to work mm-hmm. is uh, you know difficult and takes a little bit of soul searching doesn't it? Those are bigger, more difficult questions about why you're doing something. Absolutely, yeah. And um, and I mean, that's what I mean by it's a little bit lazy just to be like, yeah, I'm going to be this type of composer. I'm going to run, you know, I'm, I'm going to run these sounds through this computer program. And mm. because that's already a set way of doing things. And if I talk about it this way, then, you know, that's a faster road to legitimacy than well, I, uh, it yeah. is to being like, what am I really, you know? Yeah, Why am I, I, doing I agree. This? I remember the lectures of one of my teachers in Amsterdam, Richard S., and he would never, ever prepare a lecture. He was just sitting there and talking about music. 
like you know it's just this fragment now it sounds like this and and this other the next one is a bit like that and then it was so honest that was really fascinating in in a, a certain way because it, it, it it was very introspective i mean it was very like like very introspective stuff and i i really love that i mean but that's maybe just my my personal opinion just to get to know someone's music is the i think it's the only way I think you should, you know, explain your piece a little bit. That we're Which is my Gaudiamus piece, was, right? Yeah, explain, okay, yeah, so explain that, the piece. Okay, so I wrote that piece uh, a couple of years ago, and its title is uh, Linea de Vacío, which means line of void in English, something like that. And it's a piece for small ensemble, so that's flute, clarinet, piano, percussion, and uh, three strings. And what happens in that piece is that the whole ensemble is inverted in the setup is inverted so that you never see the faces of the of the performers so they're uh sort of facing uh um, i mean you see the back of the of the of the performance i would say and i've always been really interested in the disconnection between gesture so what you hear so what you see and what you hear actually and that is what happens in that piece that there's always this uh, inaccessible realm and this inaccessible space uh, in which sound, different sounds are being produced, but you never have an access as a viewer. I mean, you never see the actual performance or you get a residual effect, I would say, so that someone is uh, playing, but you don't see what, what he's playing. You just hear what is coming out of the, their instrument. And that leaves a space for conjecture, because there's this kind of alchemy of sounds. Well, at least that, that's what I tried to do. This alchemy of sounds, which are very fragile, so that sometimes you don't know what's what's happening in that space, which is not really accessible. At the same time, it's a piece about lines. Uh, what I mean by lines is musical lines. So you've got a glissando from the very beginning to the very end of the piece. That glissando is sort of uh, articulated in different ways. There are several sections. And I, I, I like this feeling of uh, linearity because it, it, it gives you a kind of a physical di direction, but also it has a double meaning, which is uh, implicit in the title. And the title is L Line of Void. So there's this line going down and also this line of, of this kind of border between the audience and the ensemble. So that the ensemble is always kind of placed in a in a in a in a in an intimate in, in an intimate space, and it's kind of disconnected to the audience in a in a metaphorical way, of course. That that piece was actually written for for a very specific concert hall. Yeah. I mean, Sorry. also a little bit more than a metaphorical or me, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. That's that's way. what I, I mean. You can't look into the. I mean, you 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 can't look at any of the oh, you can look at the pianist's face. The pianist but, is the yeah, only one, yeah. yeah but yeah. you don't. That but other than that, everybody has their back yeah. turns, turns so it, towards you. It has a poetic meaning in that sense. I mean, it has a that's that's a poetic statement, I think. But also, I must say that the, that piece was written for a specific hall in Spain, and it was a bigger hall than the one in which was played in the Netherlands. So the sound was aimed towards the backstage. So acoustically, it it has a completely different uh, impact, I would say, than than just having the, the ensemble in a in a normal setup. I would say. So I think that in my music, you always have this um, disconnection between 
well, not always, but most of the time between gesture and sound. Or sometimes having sound as an amplification of a gesture. So if, like someone is playing uh, like a, a, a key on the piano and then you, you, you hear a sound uh, very far away, triggered by something else. It's always that something that, that has interested me. Also the idea of building a space within the space by... Uh, well, it, it is not the case in, in this piece that I'm talking about, but this idea of, of having doubles in the space so that you can actually um, determine an artificial space by means of, of having two uh, completely identical identical sources of uh, sound, which is, a, I mean, it's, it's something that is very renaissance, actually.
For me, actually, being being kind of lucky enough to be at the performance of this thing, I de I definitely uh, get the sense that it was you know the curating of it was bad because you're so doing your own thing with the with the setup of the performers and everything that that world is so easily shattered and and then the yeah. con and you know and then the continuity was it's is so easily you know broken. Mm -hmm. that it's just difficult to pull off w when you've been placed in like five other contexts and a lot of the context of that concert was something like was something that's much more well known and therefore a lot less difficult to uh get into i mean i think in that piece if you play it well there's a, an increasing tension tension towards the end and in the end you can cut the tension with a knife because they, I mean, the audience don't know what's what's being played. They don't they don't see the faces. I mean, it's this this acousmatic thing, which is not really acousmatic because people are playing, but you don't see them. And it's a very tense piece towards the end. And I lack this uh, increasing tension towards the end. This this sense of fragility of sounds which are really um, intertwined with each other, which are really related to each other, which are actually appearing and disappearing in, 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 in a very gradual way. That was something that was completely missing. Maybe it has to do also with the fact that it was the first piece. Obviously, it had to be the first sure. piece because for, for setup reasons, otherwise it would be a mess. I mean, because you always have to change the setups and it was the easiest way to, to deal with that problem. But that, of course, it undermines the, the, piece, the piece's content. I was actually sitting at the end of a row, like at the side, and since we had talked about the piece before, I knew what I was not supposed to be seeing and what also what I was, you know, supposed mm. to be seeing. And because I was sitting on the side, I could totally see the players. That just goes to show you like how delicate the thing is. Because I I, I wasn't able to, you know, kind of experience the mystery of it. Sitting sitting on the side also shatters the uh yeah idea. it was it was that but that i mean that has to do with the hall i mean I, I wrote this piece for a specific hall and i knew how it was so it you could never see them from any side okay because so i mean those things are i mean th these things need so much time when you are going to plan this 
piece for a concert. Would you consider I mean, like, would, would 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 you consider uh, writing a piece that isn't so you know fragile? Your idea is so solid, and I think it's and I think it's a really good idea, but it's so easily broken you know the piano strings are a little bit louder and then you lose the sense of the sound or i'm sitting in the wrong seat so mm. i can see the players so that mystery is taken away would it cons- would you ever consider writing something that's well, more explicit uh, or I, I, I don't necessarily mean explicit but flexible and sure and i mean more I've... forgiving to players with not so much rehearsal and, I've, I've, um, I've, I've got pieces which are mm, much more conventional in that sense, but I like this kind of music. I mean, that's exactly what I want to do. Things which are not, which are, in a way, so fragile that they can be easily shattered. But at the same time, it's it's like in this friction, you know, you get this, this sense of music, music which is living, which is just... Um, which you do not completely understand, yeah, like that type I, of excitement that it's right. Yeah, on the it's edge an of excitement. Falling apart all the time. Is, that, that's is, that's what is, happens in my music all the time. That's what I, I think. Like most critics and most of my composer f- uh, friends do not really get my music, or they don't really like my music because it's always very delicate and 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 and, and, and very difficult to perform my music. I, I just and I, I can live with that. I think my music lives in this friction all the time, but I obviously have pieces which are um, which are a bit more uh, flexible. I would say in that sense. I mean, f- flexible in the sense that the setup is is more conventional, but also uh, they're really fragile in in other ways. I mean, so in order for you, I guess, in order for you to have peace, then, I mean, like in your own head with what you do. You just had to accept the fact that, you know, a lot of the time it's going to end up where the potential for it to fail is, well, going, is, it's, is it's, always that's, going that's... to be is, is always going to be a lot uh, greater if you can't, if, you know, if you can't make the circumstances and yeah, which the, you the know, piece is I successful, mean, more durable. I mean, I compose the things that I can that I that I like to do. I mean, you know what I mean? I know I'm not trying to do something that doesn't convince me as a composer. So I never really think about how these pieces are going to be played in the future because I usually write a piece for a specific event. I mean, that's how I, I compose. And therefore, I don't really think about the continuity of those pieces, like how they're going to be played and where they're going to be played in the future. I mean, it's something that escapes my control in a way. But and, and at the same time, I feel more and more interested, or I'm more and more interested in working with uh, certain with certain people that ha- have similar aesthetics and similar like musical languages, I would say, so that you could do things together and create contexts in which your music works in a more efficient way than just doing something that could be played everywhere at any time. Yeah, I guess by I mean, anyone. I guess, I you guess know, the that's... other option is building it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, or that's building or you know or building your own context in places where people that... can go and you know and you're in control and you know mm. it's being done right and then they can judge it on that level. That's 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 what I'm trying to do at the moment more and more and also working with individual musicians that's something that gives me a lot of satisfaction. Yeah. Now, I just wrote this piece for trumpet that will be played here in Berlin in in January. And who's playing that? It's Nathan Plant. It's an American. It's a fantastic uh, trumpet player. But I, I think like my music is getting more and more introspective, and therefore it collides a bit with, 
with uh, you know how things are done in reality. I mean, <laughs> how music is played in a concert and and festivals and things like that. I think like my music is always very. Um, well, most of my music is actually quite uh, difficult to play in an average um, concert. I mean, I tend to do things which are m much more, yeah, as I said, in introspective and therefore less explicit in that sense. Okay, I think that's good. I think we got enough. But between this and and the thing we did two months ago, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's see. Let's see how you know. Well, I mean, you've got lots of how material. continuous this is, but uh, as an interview. But uh, yeah, thanks for doing this. Well, thanks for giving them me the opportunity, I guess. Thank you. <laughs>